0: Good morning. Welcome to Real Talk with Lori. It's Sunday again, May 22nd, and wow, what a storm we had up in the Ottawa area last night. I'm sure it was all over Ontario. We lost a lot of trees. We really did. Thankfully, where I live in North Augusta, we didn't lose a tree or power. And there's many people still without power this morning, so. My heart goes out to you because it's not easy when you're so used to having, especially in hot weather, and then your air conditioning goes out, That's or in cold weather and the heat goes out, but I thought it might be a great idea to just talk about surviving the storm because there's lots of storms that come in life, and the older you get, I think the calmer you get, I mean at least I hope we do, because we realize storms come, but storms always go, they can't last forever. But while you're in the midst of it and everything looks dark and you're looking around for a raft or somebody's hand to grab onto and you can't find anybody or anything that can help you get out of this whirlwind of trouble and toxicity and what storms bring, right? Sometimes you just have to hunker down and get quiet. I'm sure most people when they're really scared pray. Reach out to God or Muhammad or Buddha, whoever, Harry Krishna, whoever you follow or believe in. Cry out for help. I know I do when I'm feeling anxious, especially about my grandkids and my daughters. I pray, um, well, I pray to Jesus. I was raised in the Christian church, although I don't, I don't follow it. I still, uh, Like Jesus, he's a cool dude. (laughs) So I still pray to him. And I believe he helps me. I believe there's guardian angels that help, but that's the thing. We have to uh, ask for help. So I was praying last night or yesterday because I'm in a trailer in my backyard and uh, that wind was something else. And I was about to leave the trailer because I thought, I don't think being in a trailer is a good idea during tornado warnings, it hit. It lasted only maybe 10 minutes, not even. And then it was gone, and it was quiet, and the sun came out. And I thought, wow, if only all of our struggles in life came came and went that quickly. But it came with quite a force. So you got to be like an oak tree and get your roots down deep into the ground. Root yourself, ground yourself, walking outside in bare feet and doing some meditation yoga uh praying um self hypnosis i talked about that last time um and i was going to give you the website of it's laura thomas ca. so laura thomas is t h o m a s and then hypnosis.ca it's um it's a practice i'm finding i've been i think about 5 times to see laura and when I come home I practice what she's taught me and she also does the EFT the emotional I forget what F stands for but anyway um, the tapping I don't know if you've heard of it you tap on their their trigger points for that they use in um, uh, when you when you go for I can't remember the name of it so they're above your eye at the side of your eye below your eye below your nose, on your chin, kind of in your collarbone area and on your side, right kind of where your ribs are. And you tap there for a couple seconds while you repeat whatever affirmation or like if you're trying to, if you're anxious, you know, you're trying to bring yourself out of an anxiety attack. You know, everything is okay. I am calm. Acupuncture, that's the word I can think of. I find that as you get older. <laughs> yeah, you notice that, young people, when you're talking to us older folks, that we kind of stop in mid-sentence and go, what was I talking about? Well, it's just part of life, I guess, getting older, so. But we survived the storm. I hope you did, too. I wanted to let you know about something. I really need your help. So I'm asking for help. Um, this year... If you follow me, you saw I had a lot of posts in April for the Ottawa Grassroots Festival. And as part of my internship for the script writing program at Algonquin College, I worked for them Um, as part of my internship. I interviewed some of the headliners and then I did reviews and I volunteered the three nights, um, you know, doing tickets and such. It was such a wonderful experience. Allie, Allison, Allie Bowie, it was the producer is the producer and what a delight she was to work with like it was so great to meet these everybody was just so nice and i know people are nice you know generally speaking but i don't know folk people are just so down to earth like i don't know they're totally different from country folk <laughs> that's all like really anyway i had a really wonderful experience And I had never even heard about the Grassroots Festival. And, you know, I've been living in this area for 17 years. I never even heard about it. And this was their 10-year anniversary. And I thought, wow, like, if I haven't heard about it, I'm sure there's lots of people that haven't heard about it. And I got to thinking. So Neil Young, I'm probably, he's, he's, I've always loved Neil Young since I was, you know, 15 years old. And, um... I have been talking about this, saying it was seven or eight years ago, but it was nine years ago. He was supposed to play for the first time at the Ottawa Folk Festival. This is a different festival from the Grassroots, okay, but it's still folk music. The Ottawa Folk Festival is bigger than the Grassroots one, <laughs> and I'm not sure how long, they've been around quite a while too. So. He was scheduled, it was a September 4th, um, concert date and he had to cancel because his bass player injured his hand. And nine years ago, and that was going to be his first time in Ottawa and he has not been back. He has not been back. So I thought, okay, I'm going to use that and start a Twitter campaign. You know, they got Betty White to host Saturday Night Live through a Twitter campaign, so I thought. worth a shot. So I started this Twitter campaign a few weeks ago. Every day I tweet to Neil, Neil Young and Neil Young Archives about why he should come to Ottawa, that we miss him, that he owes us a concert. Um, Now I'm going to say he's never been here. I can't believe it. I wonder why he stays away from the capital city of Canada. I wonder. I would love to interview him. Like that would just, oh my God. Oh, see, I get excited just thinking about it. Like, I can't even imagine interviewing Neil Young. What questions I would ask because he's done so many interviews, right? What would he, what could I ask him that hasn't been asked kind of thing, you know? But I would find different questions because you can find all the history of his life and his music and stuff, all of that online. But ask questions maybe that he's not normally asked. So I started a Twitter campaign and I need your help follow me on Twitter, share my, my tweets. Um, I talked about the storm. I've been talking about, um, the different artists. James Taylor was recently in Ottawa and I went to see him and it was a wonderful night. And, um, you know, I just every day come up with a different reason why he should come. It is if he, if he agrees to come, which I hope he will. Um, it's a fundraiser. There'll some of the proceeds will be given to our homeless shelters in Ottawa. So I was, I've been showcasing some of them on Twitter. So follow me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, but it's mostly Twitter because it's a Twitter campaign. So that would be wonderful. I'm just wondering what people are up to this long weekend. You know, I'm on Facebook and have some downtime. So spend more time on social media and people are camping mostly people are camping there was lots of festivals yesterday yesterday unfortunately was really hot like in the 30s with the humidex. so it was really hot, unfortunate because the busker festival happened in kempville yesterday which i'm sure was wonderful and went well but i didn't go because i can't handle that kind of heat and then the storm hit so there was also a really, lots of different markets. There was one in the Merrickville area, big one with different um, vendors. And so everybody's getting out and, you know, shopping at markets, staying local. We're not driving too far. Oh my goodness, the, the price of gas is, you know, I'm gonna go pick up my grandkids. Uh, well, I'm gonna go to Windsor in July and then bring my grandkids back. And, you know, normally it would cost probably $200 there and back in gas. Maybe a little more, 250, and now it's probably going to cost closer to 500. Like, yikes! So when I was thinking about what everybody was doing, what people do on these long weekends, especially the May long weekend, you know, when we were in high school and stuff, we everybody went camping and drank way too much alcohol, and that was it. Had bonfires, and it's amazing that nobody died because, you know back then in those days in the 70s when we were growing up drinking and driving was very common and unfortunately it's still common in the country um but it was very common so yesterday today tomorrow I'm not going anywhere there's nowhere to go um I don't really have money to spend at markets um so it gets a little lonely, you know, when you're by yourself for you know, a week and you don't talk to another person or even 3 or 4 days or a couple of days and you don't you know, I have the horses and they're awesome and I have my dog and and we have a cat here too which I end up taking care of. Um and I sh- could very well call somebody but I don't because I'm I don't know I don't know maybe you're like me you don't like to ask for help or or you're shy to reach out I don't know what it is really um you kind of suffer in silence you know you kind of wish somebody invite you to their barbecue or whatever you know that kind of thing one of the best things for loneliness is to volunteer And I'm so glad I volunteered for the Grassroots Festival and volunteer for something that really makes you happy, you know? So music really makes me happy and I love folk music. So it was a good, you know, it came up, the opportunity came up and um, they were so nice to let me do what I wanted to do, you know, instead of them assigning me, oh, do our social media. I said to them, well, I'd love to do this. Um, I'm a freelance music journalist, and I love to talk to musicians and ask them questions—not only about their music, but about their lives and how they how they get through life. What what do they do? Because I know, in specifically with musicians, but probably with most artists, there is a higher—I don't know if I can say higher—but there is a high. Um, instance of depression in musicians. I think most musicians would probably agree with that. Some of the best songs, you know, came from brokenness, from sadness, from despair. And it's those songs, believe it or not, even though they're talking about sadness and despair, they can sometimes bring us out of it, out of our own despair, because... We realize that we're not alone. When you realize that you're never really alone, life doesn't seem as lonely. And if you're feeling lonely, go to a market and just walk around. You don't have to buy anything. Times are tough. I didn't get paid last week. I was supposed to be paid and then I didn't get paid. So it's been a little bit of a bump, but, um, that just teaches me that I need to be better with my money and have a savings because I've never had a savings. I know that sounds crazy, but it's true. I mean, I've tried, but I've never been able to save money. Like, as soon as I get, you know, a few hundred dollars in the bank, something happens and, you know, the car breaks down or the fridge breaks or somebody needs some new shoes or pants or whatever gotta call the that something comes along to take away that money and I've never ever been able to save so unless it's locked up <laughs> I don't know are you the same no I think that comes with bipolar I was diagnosed oh, I guess about a year and a half ago I always myself wondered about bipolar for me um, I have been diagnosed with complex PTSD since I was 28 I got in a car accident when I was 28 and I was diagnosed with fibromyalgia and PTSD. And then about seven years ago, maybe six years ago, um, I was reported to my college of social workers for being a cannabis patient, which was not a big deal because I have a license and all was well. But it opened up my diagnoses, right? I had to tell them why. And uh, so then they got very interested in my life and they bugged me for years and years and years and I finally couldn't stand it and I quit. So that's why I'm doing podcasts and I'm following my dream. So that was my other point was uh, don't give up on your dreams. I'm going to be 59 in October. And I've spent my career in social work pretty much. The first 10 years were in recreational therapy, which I loved. Such a great field. They need to pay them more, though. But awesome field. Um, and then the rest of the time, the other 20-whatever years, uh, in social work, right? So I'm not a social worker anymore. I left the college. I was, I'm done with them. So I can't do... I can't call myself a social worker. I can't do practice psychotherapy. That's fine with me because... I've been in psychotherapy pretty much my entire adult life because of my my childhood, which is not my fault, right? <laughs> and I've been working for decades, quite frankly. And when I met, um, I did this documentary last year, and I met this guy named Mark Marsolus Wagabo. And I actually did my whole documentary, it was only a seven-minute one, but on him and his story and what he's doing to help other Indigenous Canadians get clean drinking water. And I was like, wow, you're a cool guy. Well, then I met his wife, who's just as cool, if not cooler, no offense, Mark. And her name's Laura Thomas, and she's a hypnosis. She's a hypnotist, sorry. Sorry. And I know that some of you are thinking oh that's weird they're gonna make me do stuff that I don't want to do and they're gonna control my mind and you you think that way because that's what it's been shown like on television and in media but that is not what hypnosis is about and I'd like to try to help educate people about how effective it can be it is it actually is because if you think about it say for example you were sexually abused as a little kid well one of the the symptoms that comes out of that is low self-esteem constantly it doesn't matter how much the person achieves you know how much money they make career they have you know great friends and whatever they still have this underlying like they're not good enough or they're just it's just an underlying low self-esteem and it comes from sexual assault in childhood Because that's—it's a symptom of it. It's like a uh, something that happens as a result of the trauma, that trauma, specifically. It's very common, and to change that is so incredibly difficult. Like cognitive behavioral therapy, you have to change your own thinking. It's a lot of work, and it—I don't know. It it. I'm not sure it really works to be quite honest. So I have been probably the last five, six years looking more into alternative therapies such as, um, well, hypnotherapy, hypnotherapy, acupuncture is another one, uh, meditation, yoga, things that are maybe outside the scope. But even doctors are starting to say, you know, prescribe people you need to walk an hour a day in the forest <laughs> that's your pill you know kind of thing stress relieving things so i keep trying um, but there's this underlying like i said this is just an example so when you go to hypnosis right hypnosis is just being put into a very deep state of relaxation when your unconscious mind be awakened and your your conscious mind kind of goes to sleep. It's almost like sleeping, but you could still move. You can hit your nose. You can readjust yourself like you're not asleep, but the unconscious mind is the one that's awake. So the therapist speaks to the unconscious mind and gets the unconscious mind to say the things that they need to say to overcome whatever this is. I know that sounds... A little complicated, but you kind of have to go and, and experience it. I was afraid the first time, and uh, she wasn't able to put me into hypnosis because I was um I was on kind of on edge, and I was I wasn't as open. And then I I went home and I practiced, and I went back, and now I can go into hypnosis really easy, and I love it. I go out in my garden, and I just I I sit in this really comfortable chair and. Oh, I go to beautiful places. When I, when I come back, I feel really refreshed. I don't know why, but I just feel I feel okay. I don't feel alone. I don't feel depressed. I don't feel, I feel good. It's like, okay, let's go. Okay, well, I'm 30 seconds over my 20 minutes. I always say, try to keep these 20 minutes like a sermon. Because my dad was a preacher and 20 minutes was it. And you don't want to go over that. So please follow me on Twitter. Let's get Neil Young to the Capitol. I'm going to really talk to him about why haven't you come back, Neil? That's my first question. Where are you? I hope you have a wonderful week. I'll be here next Sunday. Thanks for tuning in. Take care. Be well. and Be safe. Bye for now.